This podcast is brought to you by Chames Entertainment, LLC. ChamesEntertainment.com is the place you can go to view all of my latest music and poetry, in addition to custom poetry and branding packages that I offer. Be sure to check out my newest mixtape, Love and Business, which is available now. Again, all of that is at www.ChamesEntertainment.com. C-H-A-M-E-S entertainment.com now let's get it you take the clothes off my back and i let you you'd steal the food right out my mouth and i'd watch you eat it i still don't know why why i love you so What is up, everybody? It's JC. Happy Friday. And welcome to the eighth episode of JC, the Hip Hop Trader. I I wanted to, to start out with that song because I think it echoes the the sentiment that everybody has felt especially recently in the stock market and it's sort of a a love-hate relationship the song was holy grail by jay-z and justin timberlake and in the song they're talking about fame and they're talking about the love-hate relationship that they have with fame. I, I think it applies here because it's dualistic, like most things in life, where you have to take the good with the bad. And there are going to be times when you want to give up or you don't want to invest anymore, just like as they were speaking about fame, there's times when, you know, let have my laundry in the street dirty or clean. Like there's times that even the things that we want most, like a lot of us think we would like fame. A lot of the things we think we would like most, there are still times when you wish you didn't have it or you wish that You didn't have to put up with some of the things that come along with it. That's just how the stock market is, guys. We love it when it's doing well. (laughs) But then when times of decline start to occur in multiple days or weeks in a row, (laughs) then you, you start to question why you are in the game to begin with and if when when the ups when 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 you're experiencing the positive side of a dualistic experience you don't generally start to compare the positives and the negatives because you're so in the moment of 
trying to ju- justify the, the the positives and and boosting it up that you forget that the negatives even exist so then when the negatives come you start to have an inner battle with yourself regarding if it's all really worth it and i i wanted to start out you usually i do like a personal story at the end i'm not going to do that today because what i want to do is just do that from the beginning and it's not a specific story this time but i want to just say that i've been there for any beginners or intermediate in- investor that is experiencing the conflicting thoughts in your head as to whether or not the stock market is worth it, whether or not the pros outweigh the cons, especially in a time like this when the market doesn't appear to be on a steady incline. It's easy to have these feelings, and I've had them before many of times and that's what I want to talk about I've taken months off like I say I've been in the stock market for over five years which is true however all of those five years I wasn't consistently in the market there were times that I got out there were times that I wasn't sure if it was worth it and it really just comes back to the two two of the things that I've been stressing from the beginning, and that is the risk management aspect of it, as well as the emotional stability. Those are the two things that need to be taken into high consideration when dealing with the stock market, because if you don't take those into consideration and you just think about all of the the gains that you can get and all of the good things that the market can do for you, then oftentimes you'll either overexpose yourself or when we hit these pockets of uh, market correction or market, when the market starts to lag a little bit, you're going to behave emotionally if you're not prepared for it. If you're, if you're not ready, so you're either going to buy too quick because you think that we've hit a bottom when we've not, or you're going to just sell it all. And you're going to take losses that you don't really need to take because you're so easy. And, and, and trust me, I've been there. I've I've definitely taken losses before in the past that if I would have just held on to them and not been so emotional, they, they would have turned around. And that's what I also want to drive home, that in the history of the stock market, the stock market has always recovered, even if it took a few years for it to do so. After the great recession of 2008 the market recovered and it it typically is going to recover after the weak hands 
have all fleed from the scene. And what I mean by the weak hands are those investors who just thought that it would just keep going up, up, and up. And they don't really have the stomach to deal with the declines. So they sell it all. And all that leaves is the long-term investors, the experts, still holding stocks. But guess what? They also are the ones that have the money and the cash on the side to do all the buys once all the weak hands leave. And now they've include and now they have improved their cost basis per share and can move forward in a much better position and and are in a much better place to to deal with whatever's happening in the stock market. So I, I just wanted to throw that out there from the beginning. But we do have that we, we've had a lot of earnings this week. So so let's get into some of that. Yesterday, or before we even get into yesterday, on Tuesday, so I've been talking about the semiconductor chip sector a lot in previous podcasts. And I mentioned in the last episode that I think it could be nearing a bottom. And the the key word was nearing, especially with this action that we've seen this week, starting on Tuesday with Texas Instruments, who missed expectations, Wall Street expectations. And as a result, I believe it had an impact on the rest of the semiconductor chip stocks starting at the beginning of the week and the stocks began to plummet along with a lot of the rest of the market. But I think a lot of the action was really, especially in the tech space, I think a lot of the action was driven by these chip companies and people selling out of semiconductors because they're nervous about whether or not they're cyclical, whether or not there's actually going to be the growth that we've been anticipating. Um, and in addition, another stock that I've been, a stock that I've been talking about in multiple episodes, which was AMD, they just reported on Wednesday. And in all reality, the quarter was not that bad, but the stock fell. Initially, it had fell as low as like 22%. I know it closed the day at 15%. Right now, after hours, it, it's down another 4 5%. And I'm sure that's also due to Intel's strong numbers that they reported last night. We'll get into that. But AMD, uh, I want to talk about because in the first episode, I mentioned that I started a position in AMD, believing in it long term, even though it was a stock that I knew 
had ran up so much that it had a lot of room to fall. And I mentioned that I wanted to get into it just to make sure that I didn't miss out. Now, I want this to be a lesson, but also I want to lay out the fact that the way that I bought is still ideal for these types of situations. So I mentioned that when I initially took my position, I was only investing about 30% of what I planned to invest. And then I also have said before that because of AMD's elevated price, that might be one of the stocks that I span taking my full position. I span it over a few months, maybe even about six months, maybe nine months, because I don't want to get caught and because I know it, it could still not be done falling. Now, I did increase my position yesterday. I increased it yesterday while it was down, and I increased it at about uh, $19 per share. And now I'm in, I put another 30%. So that basically, I improved my cost basis per share, and I'm now in about 60% of what I plan to invest. I'm not I'm not ready to go all in yet. I still I I know that it might not still be done falling, especially after we just got uh so yesterday we got good numbers from both Intel and Cypress semiconductors. Um Intel is ticker symbol INTC, Cypress is CY. Intel and AMD are competitors. So being competitors, investors often are investing in one or the other, or they might get out of one in favor of the other if they think the one has more of a competitive advantage. So I'm thinking that that's also playing a role in why AMD is now down another 5% after hours this morning uh, on Friday, the... Uh, October 26th, but I really do think still that semiconductors are nearing a bottom. I, I don't think that this decline is going to continue throughout the rest of 20, th throughout 2019. It might continue throughout the rest of 2018. But I don't believe that 2019, people, people are treating these chips as if they're a cyclical commodity. But as soon as, techno as technology continues to advance, we're going to need these companies more and more. And again, not all of them. And maybe next the next episode is when I'll get into the differences between some of the chip stocks because I definitely want to do that so that be, be, because it's definitely true that they're not all created equal and they all do different things and they're not all necessarily competing with one another but because they're in the same industry they often trade together so we want to definitely talk about that and do a deep dive into that. Aside from chips, 
we th- there's been a lot of a lot of volatility in in this period's earnings as a whole. Yesterday, Amazon reported AMZN, and if you remember recently, I had that as my long play of the day. I still would consider it a long play, and right now, I would say buy it in the weakness. I would say that it's oversold. I would say that even though some investors are concerned right now, and I believe Amazon's at about $1,600 right now, a share, um, $1,606 to be exact. It's down almost 10% after hours, and the reason is because sales are disappointing. However, they crushed the earnings estimates, and the problem is with Amazon, similar to AMD, the way that Amazon has been running in the past, especially the past year, it was almost priced for correction. Now, that the difference between Amazon and AMD is Amazon has already established itself as the market leader in the e-commerce space. Just because sales were a little weaker than expected, I don't think that that's any indication that you need to sell your shares in Amazon. I would say buy right here around the $1,600 mark for sure. And I would say right now is a good time to increase your position if you bought Amazon back around the time when I called it out, when it was still above 1800 when the, the correction hadn't fully, wasn't, wasn't fully done uh, correcting yet. So let's see, what else, what else happened this week? We had, we just had earnings, an uh, earning report from Tesla. I honestly haven't fully been able to look at Tesla's earnings report or even look at or or even listen to the earnings call, which I always like to do. However, it was up yesterday. Uh, It closed the day up about 9%. I know it was up more than that initially, and that was because the day before uh, they they did have their their earnings report on a Wednesday evening. And investors seem to be respond positively to it. So again, I, I don't have any further information. I'm gonna need to do some more work and figure out what was actually said on the Tesla conference call, but it, it seemed that it was positive. Now I want to give yesterday I or I'm sorry, not yesterday. In the last podcast episode, I mentioned that you want to be careful in with earnings reports. And and that's because regardless of how strong the company is, you have no idea what it's going to do after earnings. You have no idea how investors are going to interpret the data. You just don't. I think Amazon's a perfect example. I thought Amazon was a no-brainer. And if I was still in the business of playing earnings... 
I probably would have played Amazon and I probably would have gotten burned. Not probably would have gotten burned. I would have got burned because it's down almost 10%. When you're playing for the quick flips and you're looking for the, the quick pops and the quick gains, oftentimes that's when you get back into the mindset of the love-hate relationship with the market. And I've, I've said before that I've made tons of money playing earnings before. I've also lost tons of money, and it essentially evened itself out. We, it, it kind of defeats the purpose if everything's just evening itself out. What we want to do instead is we want to be able to we want to be able to invest in a way long term that the short term doesn't matter and that we don't get caught up in these emotional swings and these emotional roller coasters that results in the stock market just period now one of the stocks that i i own right now that i picked up during the correction and um I'm probably going to be holding for a while is Visa, ticker symbol V. And they had a good quarter. And I think that Visa's quarter is an indication that the market, as from a um, consumer standpoint, is still really good because consumer spending is up. And Consumer spending being up means that the economy is still thriving and that we need to pay attention to the numbers. We need to keep everything in perspective. We can't, and this is why we're seeing a lot of volatility. A lot of investors are investing for the short term and they're getting swayed by a bunch of these news stories. They're getting swayed by... A lot of things, which a lot of it is relevant, especially when we talk about the Fed trying to tighten down and, and raise rates, which could uh, eventually backfire, especially when we have these tariffs, the, the tariffs going on. But at the same time, we don't want to, we don't want to get caught up in the moment. Of, of what's going on in the emotions of the moment. We want to continue to keep that long-term perspective. And the long-term perspective is the fact that the market has still been up a lot, especially since Trump has gotten elected. This pullback, these declines that we've seen in the market are completely healthy. I would honestly be more worried if we had continued to just go up, up, and up. Because that's when you... That's when the market's more indicative of pointing to a recession or some sort of bigger market decline that is more catastrophic. We actually want the market to humble itself at times, and we want the market to kind of level itself off. And I mean, this this year, I think the Dow is officially red. The either the Dow or the S and P or both are officially red for the year. And 
again, we have to keep the long-term perspective. We've, we're still up a lot over the past five years. So we need to keep that perspective for sure. One of the other things I wanted to discuss today is I want to talk to beginners and discuss the difference between a growth stock and a value stock. And the reason why I wanted to talk about the difference between those two things is because when diversifying your portfolio, you, in addition to making sure that you're diversifying in different sectors, you also want to diversify between growth and value stocks. Now, the difference between, and and the names really say it all, a growth stock would be a stock that investors are anticipating continued growth over the next few years, and they're looking for them to really keep increasing uh, supply, increasing customers. They're expecting the business to and 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 that's what a lot of these lower a lot of the lower price stocks are as well where people are looking for the enormous gains that that never seem to <laughs> that never seem to pan out especially when you're dealing with over the counter and penny stocks but what i'm really talking about are the growth stocks such as like an amazon which is a growth a growth story some of these chip stocks were growth stories, but now people are looking at a more cyclical. I still believe that they're growth stories. Now, when we're talking about value stocks, we're talking about, a lot of times we're talking about like the utilities. I, I've called out U.S. concrete in the past where that that is definitely a, a value stock more so than it is a growth stock. A lot of the bank stocks, the, the JP Morgans, the uh they they they're really considered more of uh value stocks as opposed to growth stocks. Now, the reason why you want to be diversified in both is because they both have their place, right? So Value stocks a lot of times have dividends, and the dividends are calculated as a percentage that the company is going to give back to shareholders. And the reason why it's typically value companies is because it provides investors with an incentive or a reason to invest because it's, it's like guaranteed money knowing that the stock isn't necessarily going to be growing over time, but it's a stock that should be holding its value and shouldn't really see big swings and big... The reason why growth stocks see a lot more swings is because when you have quarters where sales disappoint or they start to lower guidance then the stock starts to fall because a lot of times investors were anticipating so much growth into the future and and there's pricing these stocks 
based off of what they can do in the future. So when they don't deliver, the price has to come down. Whereas value stocks, people aren't necessarily investing. It's all psychology. People aren't investing looking for the growth. They're investing looking for something that's going to provide them with a healthy dividend, which, which is usually paid out quarter um, on a quarterly basis. They're looking for something that's going to provide them with that, and they're looking for a safe place to keep their money. Now, I will say that an, an older investor is probably going to be more in the value plays compared to the growth stocks as opposed to a millennial investor who, again, has more time to make that money up if you take a big loss. You have more time to be in those growth stocks and you're in a much better position to take on more growth stocks into your portfolio. And speaking of that, I want to still drive home the fact that as a millennial investor, as an investor that's worried about growth, we still want to diversify. And that leads me into the long play of the day. My long play of the day today is Dominion Energy, ticker symbol D. It's an energy stock. The reason why I'm calling it out, now I do want to be cautious because they do report earnings on the first. So as we've seen with earnings reports, depending on what's said, that it could provide a catalyst to send it lower, which could be an even better buying opportunity than it is right now. But I'm calling out Dominion Energy because it's an energy stock that I believe is they're, they're building centers uh, for, uh, and, I, and I know they were working on a, a Facebook deal that they've either secured or they, they, they seem to be very into evolving in an industry that where it's not always the case. It's not always the case that an energy company is going to evolve with the times and as things start to evolve, they're, they're going to be able to keep up. I think Dominion Energy is one of those companies that's going to be able to keep up based on what I've seen and based off of the due diligence that I've done. And it's also a stock that's going to diversify your portfolio away from the tech space. If you are looking to do that, which I believe you should do, just especially... In a time like this, where the market can behave so irrationally, especially over the short term, period. So I, I really think, so Dominion, I believe, is right above $70 right now. It's about, it's $72.73 right now. So... Again, I would be cautious only because we're going right into earnings. There might be a better buying opportunity after that. But I definitely would look into investing in Dominion Energy if you're looking for an energy stock or any sort of 
value stock that can diversify your portfolio a little bit. And I think it's clear why you want to do that. Especially if you look at the action that we've seen. And guys, I, I, I'm, I'm speaking from experience. Look at, again, I say look at gold. There's a reason why I called it out as a diversified play. It is still holding steady throughout all of this. So if you had that, that would at least be an area of your portfolio that wasn't impacted by these market corrections. And you want to be able to keep that in mind and you want to be able to stay in the game. That is really the key here. We want to be able to stay in the game. We don't want to have this love-hate relationship. It's going to happen. You're going to have a love-hate relationship with the market. You're going to want to quit. You're going to say, is this all worth it? My losses are, are starting to overtake my gains. But you really have to keep the mindset of saving money and growing it gradually instead of having the mindset that you're going to make all of this money and you're going to make it really quickly because whenever you have that mindset you also have to be prepared to lose money very quickly and a lot of people don't have the stomach for that you have to understand what you can tolerate for instance i i said in the previous episode that during the correction i started a position on xoxl which is a semiconductor uh, chip ETF. And I said that I'm not necessarily saying that you should invest in it because it's very volatile. The other day it fell about 20%. And that is why I, I was saying that I'm not necessarily... Now I do believe that it's going to reverse and I believe it'll be back up in a matter of time whenever the chips get their acts together. But at the same time, I, I have the stomach for that. I have the stomach for the drop. You need to have the tolerance to endure whatever drops. Are, and you need to know what you're getting into. Look at the 52-week chart. Look at the five-year chart. See how the stock's been performing over time. And if you can't deal with the dips that you're seeing, the ups and downs then you probably shouldn't be investing in the stock long term. And if you're trying to invest short term, which there are strategies where you can do short term investing and still manage your risk, you need to use the stop losses, especially when the market can do things like go down a percent or two in the beginning of the day and then go down another 3% by the end of the day. And it, and it just continues to fall. And then some days it'll fall and then rebound in the, in the middle of the day. It, there's just, there's a lot of volatility going on. Be careful out there, guys. Still, we still want to keep money in cash. We're still going into the elections. We still don't know what the Fed's going to do. They're talking about raising rates. We still don't know how this China situation is going to pan out. Keep money in cash. We want to 
buy slowly on the way down if we continue to go down i wouldn't be if we continue to go up i wouldn't be antsy to make any more buys right now we we still aren't necessarily in the clear i i definitely wouldn't buy on on big market up days at, at this point and i i just want you guys to be careful and i want you to know that i've been there the what you're experiencing what you're feeling i felt it many of times and I want I, I want to be sure that you know that we're going to get through this together. And the key is to stay in the game and build that long-term wealth. That being said, I want to thank everybody for listening. We'll talk next week. And until next time, it's JC. If my portfolio is up, I ain't spending it. I'ma sell that, flip it to a business. Y'all be on money phones, talking flipping bricks. I'ma show you little boys what the difference is. Fuck your party, fuck your race, put the money in a safe for Republican and office, make more bread. Get yourself a LLC, put some money in the markets, get your gains tax less than the poor get. Uh, uh, fuck with me and get some money. Fuck with me and get some money. Fuck with me and get some money.